0: Sexy Show is intended for mature audiences only. You're about to hear real people celebrating their hidden desires, naughty fetishes, and explicit sexual histories. Most guests change their name to protect their identity. Please respect and protect their anonymity.
1: Now open your ears, your mind, and your legs for Sexy Show. Hey sexies, as a heads up, non-consensual sex acts are discussed in this episode, both in the realm of fantasy and in reference to consensual roleplay. These topics are very different from real-life non-consent, so let me be very clear. You should never, ever sexually engage with someone without their permission. It's not moral, it's not legal, and it's just not sexy. Now please buckle up, because you're about to meet one of the kinkiest people I know. Foodies love food, Trekkies love Treks. If you're a sexy, then you nerd out on sex. Oh! I am here today with the very sextastic, lustfully amazing Kitty. How are you today?
0: Doing so well. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, you're looking so well. I have a question to start off right off the bat. Okay. It's a two-part question, so keep in mind the second part is pertaining to everything sexually. Okay. But... In terms of you as a person non-sexually, how would you identify yourself?
0: Non-sexually?
1: Non-sexually, who are you? It doesn't have to be a job. It could be a height. It could be a hobby. It Ah, could be a type of personality. It could be a hair color. It could be whatever you want.
0: Well, my hair color is a mix of black and blue. But
1: Paint a picture to those that are listening.
0: Sure. So I am Asian. And I am about five, six and a half. Um, And um, I mean, with all things of being Asian, but my hair is partially blue these days. So not just black. Um, And I would say that I am, I mean, Kitty is a pretty accurate name. I uh, am very feline. So I do meow a lot and I like to pounce on people (laughs) and um, can be aloof at times like most cats. Um, but am very happy to be sexually open, um, including in the workplace and around. So that's me.
1: I think a, one great reason that we're friends is that in the question where I said, in non-sexual ways to find <laughs> yourself, yes, <laughs> you rerouted the answer <laughs> to include sexual ways. And that's just, that's pure poetry in my eyes and a testament to... How great we get along. Yes. Uh, You pounce on people.
0: Uh... Well, I mean, both literally and figuratively. Okay. Um, So like
1: you see a friend and you like run and jump.
0: I I see a friend and I might not run because I have the body of an old lady, but um, (laughs) these days at least, but I do, I do jump. Um, And I like to, I like to, if I have um, at work or any sort of, you know, social interaction, I want to know something, I just sort of swoop onto the person and (laughs) start the conversation. Swoop onto them.
1: Okay, must be a very uh, liberal workplace that you can swoop in and out. And, uh... <laughs> it
0: is. Um, I did. I did in my last workplace, which is more corporate or very corporate. Um, I did get my entire team to start using the term pouncing to refer to snagging our uh, manager for their review and for their time. He's sort of very difficult to get a handle, uh, um, a handle on, and also to. Get because he's really busy, all these meetings, and I would just say, "No, I need to pounce on you." And soon everybody said, "Well, no, we just need to pounce on this person." And so I was very amused every time.
1: You already dabbled. You dipped your toe in the pool. Let's let's dunk your head in and hold it under. Uh, And drown? No. Uh, (laughs) Water play is not like. Sexually, how would you define yourself?
0: Uh, Sexually, I would I would say that I am um, bi and queer. I identify as a woman um, although I can still use or will still sometimes use gender neutral pronouns and um, I am ethically non-monogamous although currently in a monogamous relationship
1: mostly do you want to maybe lightly go into how those two things can coexist happily how you are ethically non-monogamous and currently happily in a monogamous situation
0: yes so I think that I think that a lot of people think of ethical non-monogamy or any form of non-monogamy as just a purely sexual thing. And I would say that it's actually, to me, a part of identity. I knew, you know, around the time that I knew it, that I was at least bi, which is early high school, possibly even earlier than that, because I was interested in women in like elementary school. I noticed them in the same way that I noticed men, or boys. But yes, <laughs> um, and... All kinds, All kinds, yeah. Um, and I think that... You know, it's the same thing as being bi. Like, just because I'm not currently sleeping with someone of the same gender doesn't make me not bi. And so, just because I'm not currently practicing non-monogamy doesn't make me not a non-monogamous person.
1: Yeah, that that is an amazing way to define it, especially to someone whose girlfriend is very bisexual. Yes, <laughs> I, I appreciate that description. All right. Let, let's go in. Let's go in a little deeper. Sure. We're, we're waiting in the pool. We're walking slowly, gracefully. Yes. And are we walking gracefully?
0: <laughs> you, you said something about holding my head under. I'm not sure that it's graceful. Right. Um. Oh, yeah. one yeah. element to add. I am also kinky.
1: You are also, I am also kinky. Interesting. That was that was the addendum on the on the way to define yourself. Uh. Let's let's hear some kinks that you were eager to share.
0: Oh. I mean, the biggest, the biggest, and the most obvious one. I feel like for most people in the community is impact. Um, not everyone likes it, but, but it's, it's super common. Um, and I and I do like impact, uh, which is hitting, spanking, anything related to one object impacting another um, body parts usually.
1: Uh, so I yeah. was just gonna ask. I've had multiple partners who like it uh, when I take my genitals and use whack them. them with <laughs> it. Yeah, whack them with it. <laughs>
0: I think that's more amusing for me right, than yeah. sexual.
1: It's more playful, but I'll be honest, I, I enjoy that they enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. So
0: um and beyond, I mean, I, I think that a lot of people think that I have some pretty uh extreme or edgy type of kinks. What? So yeah, so fire is one of them. I really like flame-based activities. It freaks me out, but that's part of the that's part of the thrill, right? Is this like fear-based element? Um, I also do a lot with knives, and while I don't go around stabbing people, that is not what we do <laughs> with our knives, uh, there is also, again, that element of fear. Will I
1: be repeating this to a jury at some point?
0: No. Okay. There's no stabbing. I swear I haven't stabbed anybody, nor has anyone stabbed me, so.
1: There you go. This is, we'll get uh, the premiere date of this. <laughs> yes. Good evidence in court saying that you haven't. I mean, that's that's basically proof.
0: Oh, yes. Circumstantial. Please.
1: So um, I guess my next follow up question is how many carnies have you fallen in love with? Because based on your kink list, it sounds like you love the uh, the knife throwers and the the sword swallowers and the I
0: do, and also because you know people in the circus are flexible and limber. And...
1: Did I did I meet you when you were involved with the juggler?
0: Uh, you did meet me when I was involved with the juggler, um, and I also uh, I do a little bit of that too. I I do poi, which is the spinning, um, and some of that is fire spinning. And I got into more circusy activities like acro yoga. I feel like the communities of kink and poly or non monogamy. Overlap a fair amount with people who are into, you know, movement-based activities, especially circus activities. I think the circus population is a little more open-minded than maybe the general population. You so. know what?
1: The sex parties I go to all the time, one of the burlesque acts is, he's a pro-mime, a pro-clown. He's, yeah. he's definitely in the hashtag circus life.
0: Yes. Oh, yes.
1: Wow. Uh, okay. So... You during sexual acts, fire is incorporated. Well, so that's a bit harder during
0: sexual acts because right. um, fire is dangerous and also will burn your house down um, if not yes. careful. But no, so a lot of it is. Um, so one of the one of the easiest ways to play with fire um, is to I say easiest, most common ways is to dip. A like cotton made sort of rod, it's like cotton wrapped rod, or you know, like imagine a baton where the tip is just like swathed in cotton. Dip that in isopropyl alcohol and then you know light it um, and tap that against someone's skin, and you're not actually burning a person, but it's that flash of heat that you know is gonna like pink up your skin or not, um, or to take that isopropyl alcohol and just sort of dab it so that it's barely there on someone's skin and then light it it's gone in an instant but you have flames like licking up your skin and that's a super exhilarating experience and then you go and fuck after
1: okay (laughs) all right
0: um but you know it certainly figuratively and literally heats things up so
1: hey oh dad puns are very welcome here
0: i don't make that many of them but
1: well i'm very proud of you for that one (laughs) you're you're among your people uh, let's go into, you said knife play. Yes. Um, how how would one incorporate that into? Is that also you do something before and then you throw the knife against the wall and then you start fucking? Or?
0: You can, I mean, knife play is unlike fire, which is a lot less predictable. You can, I mean, incorporate it while you're fucking or not fucking. Um, it is a lot of people will take the tip and scratch the skin, not enough to draw blood, but enough to sort of, you know, like a cat scratch. Um, some people will take a blunter knife and, you know, hold it against someone's throat, knowing that you're not actually going to cut that person. But if you have them blindfolded, they don't really know that. So um, that element of fear, of anticipation, you can definitely incorporate them when you're in the midst of, you know, fucking, but...
1: <laughs> you, before we press record, you said you didn't have that many stories. I felt like I feel like this kind of play has a lot of awkward situations, you no? Know?
0: I mean, it can. I, I definitely have had people um I had someone who didn't realize how sharp a knife was because it was my knife and not their knife, and take a quick swipe at my neck. Um, Oh my lord! And I and they didn't they didn't mean they didn't they were pulling back like they weren't trying to slap my
1: throat. throat. (laughs) I know what you're thinking. They intentionally meant to to slit my throat. Um,
0: They they just I mean they were they were far enough away from me that it barely grazed me, but it was a super super sharp knife that I had not dulled in any way, shape, or form, and it didn't leave a visible mark because it was so such a fine cut, but there was a tiny little trickle of blood that just started appearing that I felt, and it's like, hey, wow. maybe you shouldn't swipe at me with that knife. Um, but yes, it, uh, yeah. So I definitely have had those situations, but it's, it's also a lot of fun because, you know, unexpected, I would never have consented to say like, yes, totally swipe at me, but now nope. since it happened, you know, it's a little exhilarating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. I think what you need is like, before you go skydiving, or you like take a class, you have a flight instructor, you, you need a, a, a Hollywood fight choreographer to like jump in bed with you. Be like, okay, you know, they're leading the knife. You don't, lead, you know, just <laughs> yes. give the give the instructions. Yes. Plus you get two guys for one. I do, yeah. Yes. Just assuming it's a guy. It could be a woman. They make great <laughs> fight instructors, I'm sure. Bring it back a little to the kittiness of it all. It's interesting that I would have thought for sure there'd be, in the Venn diagram of it, she's a very cat-like personality. She's very kinky. You'd think a major... Lane would be cat-like stuff, no?
0: That would be obvious. But in my case, most of my cat-like personality comes from sort of people observing my normal, typical daily behaviors. And I like to sit on floors, I like curl up, you know, I sort of just seem apparently behave like a feline, like it just resembles a cat. Um, you but when jump it comes like to- six
1: times your height.
0: Unfortunately, no. That, uh, sadly. Um, but I do perch on things, um, and I'm quiet, and then I like, sort of creep up and startle people, <laughs> apparently, so that's that's nice. Um, but, um, and I do have claws that are sort of sharp, and I do like oh, yeah. scratching people. I so oh, yeah, just
1: realized
0: So that. that's one thing. I do scratch people during sex. Um, ah. Very pleasurable activity. Uh, and so that, that, that do helps.
1: You, do you warn them or intentionally not warn them?
0: I feel like I prick... <laughs> And then if they don't react, it's a claw. (laughs) Um, So they're, I mean, they're warned after you do it the first time, right? Um, (laughs) But... (laughs) My boyfriend has perpetual um, marks on his arm from this. Even just, I, he enjoys taunting me with it and sort of flexing his bicep and I'll just lunge over and claw it. But anyways.
1: Oh, so he he invites (laughs) and he wants you to scratch him off. He
0: he invites it and then pretends to be dismayed that I am, you know, scratching him in a way that hurts and sort of says, oh no, that hurt. And I'm like, yeah, what did you expect? You (laughs) taunted me and then wanted me to swipe at you and I have sharp nails. Um, but yeah, it comes up less often in sex than you would think, because if you if you want to go the whole, you know, kitty meowing situation, even if it's not going that furry route, like the ways to make that happen are by wearing like a headband with cat ears and maybe a butt plug with a cat tail, And those things are logistically more difficult, right? Because the cat ears fall off in the middle of sex and like fall into your face and gets fur everywhere. And then the butt plug, if you try to fuck someone while you're wearing it, like you're your asshole is very close to, you know, your vagina, and so the fur, the liquids just go on the fur, and then you have to clean it, and it's just oh, not worth the, it isn't wow. worth the hassle. So.
1: All right, interesting. Not
0: going that route.
1: Interesting. You're, you're the kitty. Does he, is he another type of animal?
0: Oh yes. So, completely in a non-sexual context. Of course. Um, he started referring to himself as the puppy because. Puppy. He felt like if I was going to be the kitty, he should be something corresponding, and might as well be the puppy. Because what else? I mean, you're not going to be the, like the rabbit, so. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, but since then we have. A Kate, I mean not a Kate, regularly, daily, um, referred to each other as other random animals to sort of see the reaction. So he's like called me. He's attempted to call me like his dearest octopus, or mm-hmm. you know, like a kangaroo and an aardvark and just like random, exactly, just like whatever animal names. Get and over here, you
1: dugong.
0: Yeah, he he will he will respond to other things besides the puppy, and I refuse to be anything besides the kitty because that is what I am and I I I do not identify as an octopus so
1: how do you feel about kitty being used to refer to the vagina
0: I don't really understand it I never
1: actually thought about (laughs) I disagree with the uh.
0: I don't I don't just it just seems to me that if you, if you say like the kitty, I don't I don't think that you're talking about a vagina. Like, mm. I think you're talking about a cat. And if you're not, then like why are you? Like there are there. Are, I mean, I understand that the pussy is sort of you know, but we but that's also a pseudonym for a cat. Like it's not like you're calling the vagina a cat. It's just that that happens right. to be a word that is used in both contexts.
1: Huh.
0: But kitty is just strange to me because like. I just don't think of that as like a sexual, you know, the kitty. It isn't to me I'm like meow, but
1: like it's not it's
0: not super it's not super obvious to me that it's supposed to turn me on, so Well
1: what about beaver? That's another one I never really I always assumed it's because beavers eat wood and like a
0: Oh in, I I have never thought about that.
1: Um, I, I I connected those two dots which may never have actually been connected.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I definitely did not connect the two dots and I feel like it's when I think friend. about it, also I've I've never heard anybody refer to it as a beaver in person. Right. I read a lot of erotic erotic writing, or erotic literature, or literatica stuff, stories basically every day, and I see it referred to as a beaver, particularly in like the UK, and I just don't understand it because it's not like beavers are not like to me again, beavers are not sexual in any way, shape, or form. Like they're um. cute, but they live in the water, and they you know have like they're just chewing chewing twigs and branches the whole time and like yes that's wood but that's not like wood in a way that I would fuck it so
1: you open the door I'm walking through it okay literatica
0: yes literatica it's great is
1: this your go-to when you masturbate
0: this is my go-to well I mean so my boyfriend says that I'm weird because I will masturbate when, when I'm doing just mundane activities like I could be reading anything my email you know messages from random people whatever like my my work emails, and I'll still be masturbating. Um, but <laughs> if it, I mean, it's, just, it's a nice, it feels nice, right? It, yeah. Uh, some people have like nervous ticks. I I have masturbating.
1: Um, that is the coolest. So,
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So and, and An more animal I would
1: not refer to a part of the body.
0: Yes, yeah. please not. Um, so yeah, literotica is great. I love it. Um, I think to me it's better than porn uh, because
1: I mean it's a sub genre. So well,
0: speak. well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know how many. So, um, I actually wrote my undergraduate. Uh, when I got into college as an undergrad, I wrote my one of my admissions essay on erotic literature. Okay. Um, and differentiated it from porn because I. I do certainly think that there is. Ri- the written word can just be smut. Like that's that's realistic. Of course. Um, but I also think that unlike in porn, where porn has perhaps done more perpetuate more misinformation in society than necessary. Um, Erotic literature is interesting because it has had, I think it's an avenue for um, mental escape in a way that is uh, positive, in a way that, like, porn isn't necessarily. I have nothing wrong with watching porn, but I do think it portrays sex in this way that, you know, seems like it's supposed to be realistic and isn't. Um, but erotic literature doesn't pretend to be realistic. It's just sort of like, this is my fantasy in my head. And so there's no there's no expectation that that's how life works. And so you can go off into all these different directions without having to worry that people are going to read that and go, hey, like, that's how I should have sex. Um, and then also, it is interesting because um, when people started writing in things like condoms, right, like that... I feel like in porn we don't see them a lot because like you want that moment of seeing someone stick without the condom, like whatever. But in erotica, you just, it's one sentence, right? And the guy put the condom on and then you don't have to think about it ever again. And so there's that's no, true, yeah. yeah. So that so there's these elements of like writing in safe sex without having that permeate like the entire, you know, um, story in a way that visually it does. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah.
1: the foreplay of it. What? Genres of literature. Oh
0: my god! Um, non-consent and reluctance, erotic horror, and the gay section, gay male section, the gay
1: section. Yes. So there. What was the one in the middle? I, I was, erotic horror. Erotic horror. Yes. I want to touch on all three of these. Yeah. So don't let me forget. Okay. them. I will. <laughs> Let's start with the erotic horror. Yes. This is amazing. So, basically, like a horror movie, but it also involves. Like, non consensual, like.
0: It's not always non consensual. So sometimes it's consensual, but. It's like
1: the boogeyman ah, you got me. All right, let's fight. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. All All right. Right. Or like, oh, there's a werewolf. Well, turns out, you know, whatever. So, I mean, there's also a non human section, but sometimes they blur, right? Some things cross categories. I would say that, yes, most often the erotic horror section. Has a non-consensual element to it because something happens to somebody, but it's not always the sex that's non-consensual. So a lot of these stories, so there are a couple different broad categories. Like one is horror in what you think of as like fantasy horror. So there's vampires and werewolves and like ghosts and things that are doing like sexual things to people, as opposed to you're know, just scaring out of your mind and drinking your blood. They're also fucking you while they're doing it. It's fine. Right. Um, but there's so also the more sexuality. efficient
1: creatures of the night.
0: Right. Yeah, they want to get the rocks off it's, in addition to... <laughs>
1: it's like, you know, you want to eat the whole animal. Yeah, exactly. Like, no waste. waste. Right, yeah.
0: Right. what's the point of, you know, scaring them to death uh, if you can't enjoy them beforehand? Right. So there's also these elements, though, these categories of stories that fall into the broader category, of broader horror, that deal more in, like, serial killers or creepy experiences and... Um, some of those, like the sex, may be perfectly consensual, and then someone turn around, turns around, and like murders, you know, at the end. Or right. well, a lot of them are also elements of like Praying someone, prime, yeah, someone like. You know, thinks that they're like raping someone, turns out the person they're raping is like a vampire, and they're like, Aha, I actually wanted this all along, sex your blood. Like, so, so it's some of them are stories like that where they're a little like vigilante mixed with horror because the bad person dies. But that,
1: yeah, that, that's hot, I like that. Very creative. I love, I mean, I love surreal the type of movies I watch. I love. Like, I only watch, like, one or two movies a year, which is hysterical. Same. Yeah. But the ones I watch are always, like, either crazy super sci-fi or, like, kids' movies. And the one... Right. Right, because they're always surreal. They are always, like, have these crazy uh, universes that you, like, dive into. Yes. All right, so that's one of the three. What was the first one you said?
0: Non-consent and reluctance.
1: Non-consent and reluctance. So, it's interesting that those are two different things. So, reluctance refers to the leading up to the non-consent so
0: well the reluctance may eventually lead to consent right so some some of it is like Okay, I'm reluctant, but in the end, now that like we're fucking, I realize that this is all like this is what I wanted all along. Which, by the way, is not a good way to go through life.
1: I was just, I was just gonna <laughs> but, say I hope the wrong people don't read that.
0: Right, exactly. This is not <laughs> again, you know, public service announcement. Not the way to go through life. Uh-huh. But it is those circumstances in which like somebody says, you know, I really didn't want to do this, didn't want to do this, but now that it's happening. Hey, actually, this is a lot of fun, and turns out I'm slut, and this is like what I'm gonna do going forward.
1: I think, I mean, I wanna be clear, I think there's nothing wrong getting off to this kind of thing. Yes, I agree. If people can talk around the water cooler about, whose head got cut off on Game of Thrones and saying how great of an episode it was, then you can, you know, touch yourself thinking about all sorts of crazy exactly. stuff.
0: Exactly, and not go and do that, because unlike Game of Thrones, you right. wouldn't go on murdering people. Exactly. Like, you don't just think that because you saw it on television and read it somewhere, it's acceptable behavior. Right. Yes. Um, we differentiate between fantasy and reality. And then there's the very obvious, like, actual... Non-consent, mm-hmm. um, in which there's no there's no consent at all ever, ever. There's no there's no. In the end, she you know or he um, like gets off and is happy. There's just and they were raped. Um, right. And I think that that I mean I know a lot of women have rape fantasies. There is that element of force. It's exciting. I think a um, lot of
1: humans have.
0: Yeah, I don't actually get raped, but right. um, I like reading about it. Um, and though I I I personally am a huge fan of like the creepy serial killer sort of you know has of those vibes of like what am I gonna what horrible things I'm gonna do to you but I'm gonna be sexy while I do it. Okay. Um so I, I was really like but he has gotta
1: be attractive creepy right? He has to
0: be attractive creepy. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> that's
1: the sin. Not the murder but being right. ugly. That's, <laughs> the, that's the true <laughs> yes. sin of it all.
0: Yes. So yes being kidnapped by someone you wouldn't fuck. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um right okay. so there are like a lot of these stories of you know well, like one of one of the ones I was reading recently, it's a multi-part story. I don't remember the author because I don't ever remember this or the title. But um, it is. <laughs> <I mean, we're laughs> yes.
1: Forgive you. <laughs>
0: yeah. I just. Uh, um, although I do have some favorite authors that I, that I come back to with really good writing. Um, let
1: me know after. Yeah,
0: it. but this particular story was this guy who it seemed like they had um, he had like a horrible abusive childhood or something with his brother, and then eventually when they got older, they like joined this cult that was. There to get rid of the world, like, what they viewed as the world's, you know, people that didn't belong there. And so it was, like, people who neglected their children because they were busy doing drugs or whatever it was. Obviously, th- like, that scenario is terrible, but you're not just, like, a terrible person just because you do drugs. Like, that's, you know... But the, in this in this situation, um, they did that. And there was this one particular family that this this guy was targeting who the father was abusive and the brother was abusive and the mother was, like, a drug addict and terrible and then he was like, I'm going to murder all three of them and that's going to be, you know, every year they, like, got together and, like, committed these murders and everyone had to bring their, like, sacrifices. So he was uh, arranging that and he finds out that there's actually this beautiful daughter who's perfectly innocent and then kidnaps her and is like, wait, I'm supposed to kill her too because there shouldn't be witnesses. But he's, like, hiding her from his other cult people, you know, in his basement (laughs) and, like, falling in love with her at the same time.
1: So, A, you clearly love this story. I do like this story. It's very well written. You're like the friend that just got out of the movie, like, oh my god. So, yes. they were on Hoth, and then the ATATs came, and they're like, doo, 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 doo. and then they had to escape, but then they yes. went different ways for some reason, and then one story, a month passed, another story is only a few days. I don't, they don't explain it very well. <laughs> um,
0: yes. I do like the story.
1: Yeah. Um, you mentioned all the... What percentage of the actual story is, like... Sexual interaction.
0: Oh, a, a, I mean, I mean, some of them. They so a lot of literatica stories. The authors will warn you up front, like there is a long lead to the sex. The sex scenes are scanned. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Or some of them will be like, this is not a story meant to you know have a plot. Like we're gonna we're gonna put a semblance of a plot there, and it's gonna go right to the sexy things. And this particular story does not do that. It is you know more about his this serial killer's. Fascination with this innocent woman and his desire to like be interested in her and have sex and they it I I think he's this part this author maybe he she has written three parts and then stopped writing which I was very disappointed in but um, only in the second part did he actually did he actually have sex and the third part there's no sex at all and so wow. it's very scant it can be very scant
1: wow this is an alien world to me
0: but the foreplay right the everything else is the foreplay
1: yeah so. No, I, I just I just saw... that. No, do you watch Big Mouth at all? I do not. Okay. Uh, wow, well, this is hard to describe then. But <laughs> I
0: just don't watch like In this
1: general, thing. there's a cartoon show about children that are growing into young adults and learning what sex is and everything. Yes. And there was a whole episode about how when girls touch themselves, they think about very different things than when men touch I'm themselves. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it kind of reminded me of that in the sense that I feel like when I'm ready to touch myself, well, first of all, I'm very visually based. Mm-hmm. So I do would love the visual things to have slightly more of a story than they do, even with me that I'm that visually based. But I'm in general looking for very quick uh, right. interaction. <laughs> I guess you Makes could say. sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, the third category that you brought up, drum roll.
0: The gay male category. The
1: gay male category. Yes. Yeah. So describe to me... The types of stories there. I mean,
0: it's everything to do with gay men. Like that's the entire. Like it's what you imagine. It's sex between men. So
1: you're you're such an enthusiast that every sub genre of that just if it's two men or more that are into each other. Yes. You just explore the whole. Yes. The whole forest just run. I run do.
0: Apart. I really like the for the forced I really like the intersection of the non consent and the gay male categories, and so I explore both of them quite thoroughly. Yeah. I, have you gotten tic
1: tac toe of, of uh, <laughs> Yeah, because there, there are
0: there are tags on Literatica okay. that you can search by. So in certain subcategories, you can just, like, merge the tags together and find exactly what you're looking for. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can, you know, explore those authors and find out that every story they write is in that theme, and then read everything that they write. It's great. Um, I really like the Game on category. I do not have a penis. Um, that I, I, I should, for that. Right, yeah. yes. I don't have a penis. Um, sometimes I, I wonder what life would be like if I had a penis, because I just... I mean, so, sex is so different, right? Um, and... I really like the visual of two men together uh, or more men together. Uh, something just does it for me. And maybe it's because I can't experience that. And so there's this vicarious element of, you know, I don't have the parts. I'm never going to feel that. Um, And I also like the subversiveness of that, like, forced male encounter, because we don't really think about that that often outside of, like, prison or, Which is always a
1: joke. Right,
0: exactly. And it's like, oh, guys, like, forcing... I'm like, no, 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 it happens, first of all. Like, that happens as a scenario. It's rare, but it does. And I personally think it's really hot, and so I like the category.
1: Have you ever worn a strap-on? I have. How did it feel?
0: I mean, it was great, but I also felt like, depending on the strap-on contraption... So the strap-on strap is the harness and also the the, the um, dildo that you insert into the harness, right? So it's in two parts. They rarely, like, merge into this one thing. Right. And depending on the penis that you're choosing to use or the dick, like, the angle of these things is not the same as a real dick. And so when you move your hips, it's not necessarily the most intuitive of motions. No. And as much as a woman, like, I don't move my hips like that normally, right? Like, I have no practice thrust it <laughs> It's not an activity that I do. And so it, it certainly, the first time I ever used one was super awkward because I just didn't understand how to like put my hips forward in that motion continuously in a way that was pleasurable to anybody else. Because I also
1: can't feel it. So I don't know what's... <laughs> I've, I've seen a, a lot of women use a strap-on, especially for the first time. And I do get a little kick out of them struggling. Like, yes. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. Not as easy, huh? Yes. Um, but you know it's the other partner too doesn't want to you know they feel embarrassed oh you're you you slipped out you know what I mean yes or like they you know you're hurting me from that exactly
0: <laughs> Exactly. I'm like no no no. We, it this requires cooperation because I can't feel anything yeah. right from that. I mean, even a double-ended dildo that you use, first of all, not great for strap-ons because it comes out of the wrong angle, right? Cuz your your vagina is not pointed like forward, it's down. Mm-hmm. And so even with the curvature, it's not the best for for, for fucking. So you really just don't feel anything. Yeah. And that it you know, certainly emotionally and as like a as an, as a context, it can be super super sexy. But there's no, there's no, like, physical feedback. And so it's super difficult without your partner, you know, being very uh, open with their feelings and their sensations to mm. know what, if you're doing anything correctly because you don't have a dick to, you know, to tell.
1: <laughs> so with you, you would say more it's more of a... You aren't necessarily aroused in that direction when it comes to you having the part, but you fantasize more about transforming into like a guy what would it be like if I was 100% the full uh, anatomical
0: right Yes, because I, I want I want the sensation, right? I want right. I want to know what that it like. Ejaculation seems so interesting to me because yeah. it's a oh, narrow, that's fun. That's fun. right? It's like a narrow, <laughs> it's a narrow, and we'll call it a tube, but narrow opening, and there's a lot of pressure, and I'm like, what does that feel? Because I don't have anything that does that, yeah. right? And and I mean, I do I do enjoy strap-ons. I have a lot of dicks, and I have a very nice um, harness.
1: Oh, I. <laughs> you have a dragon dildo. I have several dragon dildos. Okay, yes. I,
0: I've expanded my collection. I made a note
1: to bring that up, and I almost forgot. Something.
0: Oh yes, I have. I have several dragon dildos, and they're all great. And they all fit in this harness, no matter how big their bases are, which is fantastic. Um, plug for Bad Dragon. They are an awesome company. Um, all right, maybe yes. maybe
1: a sponsor of the podcast. Probably.
0: Yes, um, <laughs> but yeah, no. I and they make cum lube, which is also great.
1: Wait, how many dildos do you
0: own? Uh at least six, probably closer to ten. Wow. And most of them are dragon. I mean, two of them Most
1: of them are dragon. Yeah, two of them yeah. are,
0: are like v-skin, um, like the, the dual density silicone dicks, and then the rest of them are dragon dildos.
1: How are these dildos used, usually? Is it just you masturbating by inserting it? Is it you fucking someone with I
0: rarely them? masturbate with my dildos. Um, I will admit that I, 'Cause it's just a pain in the butt, right? Because you have to clean it like and your like off. that's true. Um <laughs> I'm just gonna... but um, you know, I like they I mean silicone collects dust like nothing else, first of all, even if you put it in a drawer. So you have to like in the middle of your masturbating session, run to the bathroom to like wash off this dildo and then run back. It's very disruptive. Mm. Um, and the like they guzzle lube. but they're beautiful in my opinion. Like especially my dragon dilders are absolutely stunning and I love looking at them. So I like having beautiful things. Right. So I have a collection partly because I like beautiful it, things. It's like the
1: fine china. You,
0: yes, exactly. You one show day, your guests,
1: but only special occasions.
0: One day I will have a display case for them. All I, am, right. I am resolved I that, quote you. yeah, no, maybe it'll be, you know, there's just a lot of display cases have some panels of glass and the bottom is not transparent, right? Okay. So only when you open it, do you realize that there's like, and I think I'm going to do that where the top may be like a nice tea set or whatever. And the bottom's just dicks. Um, okay. also cause like it, they're better than just jumbled in a drawer. So yeah.
1: Do you, I just realized maybe we should describe, you just, Put the word dragon with the word dildo. Could you visually oh, like to describe what um, that actually entails? They're
0: actually they all look super different. Okay. Um, because so bad dragon makes these dildos that actually have little um, names and history. Like they give a backstory to the dragon. Whoa. It's really awesome. And so That's like smart. one of my first dildos is called the Nox. and. They, it's. I mean, they're all much bigger than normal because it's not a dragon, right? So it's not like a, <laughs> like a decently sized Venus. So it's
1: fairly small for a dragon, then, right? Fairly small around. for
0: a dragon. Like right. some of the Nox ones go into humongous, like size of my forearm territory. They like like make ultra big dicks. But even their smallest sizes are like seven, eight inches of dick and like pretty hefty around. Right. And my my Knox um, one is, uh, it's blue-purplish at the base, and, like, pink at the tip. Okay. It's the one that most closely resembles, like, what you think of as a penis. Okay. But it's still, it's, it's got, like, a more triangular-shaped head, um, but some of my other ones, which are more exclusively dragon-like, like, have a knot, so they bulge, like, at the base, and they get, like, w- like, so they, they start narrower, get wider, and then get narrower again. So you have to get over that. Um, and they, I mean, the one, the one that's like most unusual that I have is the tentacle one. So it literally looks like a tentacle. It start, the tip is, you know, maybe like. A half, a centimeter, you know, quarter of an inch, whatever, wide, and it flares out into this base that's probably three inches, and it's got suction cups, like not not actual suction cups, but little like suckers all over it,
1: right.
0: and it's blue and sparkly
1: um, and it's beautiful. So amazing, so cool,
0: and it actually feels nice.
1: Does when a dragon ejaculates, is it fire, or do they have to consult their dragon physician when that occurs?
0: I think that some dragons, I mean, these particular sets of dragons yeah. ejaculate a white, frothy, creamy substance okay. in great quantities, Okay, um, and they actually sell the substance so the dragon dildos you can buy them you can
1: actually buy
0: you can buy a dragon dildo that has a hollow that's hollow through the entire thing with a tube inserted into it okay so that you can actually squeeze cum out of this dick when you're doing it and it will they sell cum lube which is white it has the consistency of semen okay. it's like a little more stringy you know it's got this like textural quality to it and the porn for this is super hot because you see it and then you just see this like you know very unusually shaped penis like spewing this like white cream everywhere
1: so it you say the porn <laughs> for this is hot this is there's actual like lot like filmed people who use yes. these toys yes Whoa. it's great it's amazing
0: you should check it out um it's it's just it's awesome
1: Wow, And yet you rarely use these.
0: I mean, I, I rarely use these. Yeah, I rarely use these. But... I mean, it
1: also depends. If you don't masturbate with them, it depends on what your partners want.
0: Right, exactly. Although, I mean, they also make one with a suction cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's super straightforward. The base, which is pretty wide on these sticks so that you don't, like, lose them inside of you um, or in people in general... Um, the base is just yeah I like mean a the doctor out.
1: they're just the doctors are tired of all the, the right having to fish
0: around in your yes <laughs> exactly people, yeah. but that suction I have tried it on like the shower wall and they, it does not come loose and so you can slap it onto any wall of right. your house at the right angle and just like you know like sit on it and bounce on it it's great oh, it's amazing
1: so oh my god it's great <laughs> Whew. Although when, like, the plumber comes and you can't take it off. Really. No, you
0: can't. They're super easy to remove, Oh, too. they are? Okay. Yeah, they just, they act like suctions, but better than any, like, like shower like suction. Yeah. yeah, and then you just tilt it diagonally, right. and if you yank it horizontally, right. it never comes. I've, like, I've, like, put, like, all my weight behind it, and right. it, like, doesn't come off the wall. And then if you just tilt it, it breaks the vacuum, and it's perfect. They've invented, or at least... You know, refined this into the the best like shower dildo I've ever seen. It's amazing.
1: So, when when was the last time you incorporated this into a scene?
0: Um, I don't remember the last like because they they come. Well, no, no, I do remember the I I have a memory of the last time that I think I did this, which was a couple well more than a couple months ago, like half a year ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, oh my God, like more! It's 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 yeah. aug- it's October. No, no, a full year ago. I'm sorry.
1: Where am I? Ago. Who
0: are you? I know? Um, where I am is in school, in graduate school, and I'm drowning. Um, no, uh, I mean I've definitely like fucked myself with them, but with another person for an intense scene. I I was um, seeing this guy, and he was had a very well trained ass, and so. We wanted to see. I mean, I could fist him, and so we wanted not easily, That's, but like without much prep, I could fist this guy, right? And that it wasn't very well. Trained. It's extremely well trained, and I, I mean, I have small hands, but it's still like phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, you like within half an hour of like starting to work on it, like you could just fist the guy, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, we he wanted to try the dildos, and I he was so addicted to the, that first dildo I just grabbed the Knox, which was the purple and pink one. Um, that apparently hit all the right places, were perfect, that he went and, like, stole mine and steal. Like, he stole mine and, you know, took it with him. Wait,
1: he stole your, your <laughs> he dragon? I
0: like, let him borrow it, and then... Did he ever return it? No, because we know, broke up and he venmoed me for me to buy a new one. Um, which is well, fine.
1: Yeah, okay. If you find that fair
0: then Yeah, I'm that's fine. fine. Um and it's also because he was like, Well this my ass has been on it, but I'm like, you can boil these and they're sterilized. Um, mm. you can throw them in the dishwasher. I mean,
1: dragons are fine with heat. So
0: of course, can, yes, exactly. So you boiling. you can like boil yeah. these things. Yeah. Um This is the this is the good part about buying nice dildos, is that you can sanitize them and share. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, we I mean, one by one, I laid out at that time what I only had four dragon
1: dildos, and including in the, the tentacle one. Back in the
0: day. Back in the day. And we laid them out one by one. And mm-hmm. I was like, each of these is going in your ass. You choose the order. And within that one scene, I had swapped like four dragon dildos to have to put to put in his ass. And one of them is actually bigger than my fist, I think, from a width perspective.
1: I didn't. So. so you, oh, wow. Yeah. A train? A dragon train was on it? <laughs>
0: yes, very much. He pulled the dragon train. He
1: pulled the dragon train.
0: And then, you know, walked off with my dragon dildo <laughs> because he liked it so much. He actually, when he got back to um, where he lived, he, well, this was the one with the second cup, the purple the purple and pink one, he plunked it down onto his computer chair,
1: mm-hmm. which,
0: had, which was like a plastic chair, and so it was, you know, firmly attached, and every time he was at his computer, he would sit on this dildo, to the work. he's is
1: such a well-trained sphincter. I know. He's, he's testing it nonstop. Exactly. If there, if there were some kind of competitive sphincter event, I feel like, you know, he's your guy to root for. Yes. People would be wearing his ass jersey.
0: Yes. And he did have a nice ass. It would be very attractive on the jersey. Yeah.
1: That'd be funny if he had, like, a horribly out-of-shape ass, but, like, no, the world's most no in-shape <laughs> sphincter. Yes. You are bisexual, but I'm hearing all these stories about men.
0: Yes. why so, is that is
1: what's what's going on? Um
0: here? I th- so a lot of the women that I have any sort of activity with um, are tend to for some for whatever reason um, tend to be less experienced and also a little more new to like the idea of bisexuality to the idea that they're sort of exploring their own sexualities and so out of a concern for like their emotional well-being and their privacy and these sorts of things i am much more careful about stories about women because i feel like in general Mm. we don't think as much about their vulnerability and i don't want to perpetuate things of just like let's just talk about all the women you know we have sex with so yeah
1: you mentioned um that the majority of women Aren't as experienced that you do. Like, yeah, is that a cause or effect? Like, do you think you seek that out, or they are more attracted to you, or it's just how women tend to be?
0: I think that um, it is a all of the above. I don't think well, no. I don't think that's just how women tend to be. Mm. Um, although I do think that women are more than more so than men these days, part of because of societal you know indoctrination, are more open in their sexualities than men. Just as an objective statement, um, in terms of like playing with the same gender sex. Oh, for
1: sure. But,
0: yeah. But yeah. on the other hand, I do think that one, um, I do, I tend to find it harder, although I'm bisexual, I, tend to far, I find it harder to form emotional bonds with a woman. Like, I find it harder to be in a relationship with one for a variety of reasons. And partly because of that, I think that I involve myself less with people who are very entrenched in their sexuality in that way because that tends to lead, like, for them, tends to lead to, like, the, the romantic side as well, right? People fuck a lot, and a lot of times that, like, you form some sort of emotional bond. And as someone who can't reciprocate in nearly the same, with the same degree of openness in that, um, I just think that I've been with women who, more inexperienced women, because they are less inclined to also want, the, like, the romantic side of things. Um, just, you know, as a general... Not that, you know, people who are lesb- if, like very much a lesbian don't have casual sex but I've just found it as a, you know, correlation and then I also do enjoy that process of someone discovering their sexuality, right um, and it's not in like a virginity way so much as it is like, it's really great to watch someone blossom like that and you don't see that as much with men because they've like discovered, you know <laughs> to, like the M degree way long ago, um at least the men I have experienced with. Um, yeah,
1: I do wonder so. The I do wonder how much is they're, they're being drawn to you and you're being drawn to them.
0: It's very mutual. It's very yeah. Mutual.
1: Another subject I feel like we got to touch on is we met uh, at sex parties, right? Yes. Um, how did you get into the sex party scene? I and then have... out of it, I think, or you've, you've dabbled a little lately, I feel like you've been yeah. less in it.
0: I've been less in it.
1: Um, The time from what the time I first
0: met. Right. So, I got I got into the kink scene before the sex party scene, and the kink scene for a variety of reasons. um, Very few kink parties also have sex Mm -hmm. incorporated into them, and some of that's for safety. Some of that is because you know we want like there are a lot of spaces for sex, there are far fewer spaces for kink as just like a dedicated subject, and so a lot of the organizers of these events like want it to be kink focused, no, not sex focused. Fine. Um, but <laughs> um, there are those kink parties that blend the two. And I attended like a couple of those um, and didn't really have sex with them because, but noticed that in a room somewhere, someone was fucking or most people were fucking. And then I dated somebody who was super into the scene of going to sex parties. And he said, you know, Hey, do you want to come with me to one? And I said, uh, sure. Right. Because, I I had had private sex parties before of, you know, someone hosting in their home a dozen people and, like, us all just fucking. That's more in the realm of orgy where everyone, like, knows each other. It's actually free-for-all. There's consent all around. And you're kind of just, like, doing whatever you want. Um, At least, like, the ones that I was going to were arranged this way. And at a sex party, like you don't know everybody. You certain, There's a couple hundred people there, so it's not. Um, you're never going to know anybody unless you're you and you go to every single one. In those yeah,
1: cases,
0: you uh, go to a lot. Yes, um, but <laughs> my, even one, you,
1: my 100th is coming up. I've been very counting. nice. Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> but even that, like, there's always new people, right? So yes, it's hard sure. to it's hard to you know know every know every face or almost impossible. And so, I went, loved it, um, and the person I was with wanted to keep going, so we did. Um, but I feel like it is very much something that I like to do with a partner or at least somebody I'm familiar with. Um, I think it's hard when you go as an individual, even as a woman, because it's a little bit about, you know, having a buddy to like fall back from an emotional perspective, but also from a physical perspective to like know that you're there with a person. Mm. Um, and my current partner, we're just getting into that world because my current partner, again, monogamous, um, starting to like venture into that w- world of non-monogamy but it's not we're not like fully there yet so just went to our first sex party um and i also think that for me personally i, I love being in that environment of that sexy aura but um i, I mean i'm busy it's not cheap and there's hmm. just like practical considerations of logistics and things and especially if like if you're not a night owl they go from like 10 p.m to 4 in the morning like they're they're not
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: right right <laughs>
1: I've, I've lately, the party that I go to, they're doing three night weekends. where in a Three four, night? Wasn't it two night before? It was, it was one originally, then they went to two, and now they're doing three, and I'm still going every one, so... I go to, in a 48-hour period, I'll do three parties. That's
0: that's astonishing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so it's usually from 9 p.m. on Friday till 9 p.m. on Sunday, because the Sunday one is like a matinee, if you will. It's like 3 to 9 (laughs) p.m.
0: Oh, well, that's nice. It's nice, but
1: then the gap between Saturday and Sunday, it's only...
0: Right, but at least for people like me, who are little old ladies with bedtimes, we can go from the 3 to 9. I didn't know that. I didn't know that they were doing that. So that's exciting.
1: Yeah. So, you'd still be interested in going, if hypothetical, or more consistently, but the pricing and then your partner's on Yeah, is yeah. Much into it right now. Yeah. What is on your fuck it list? You sound very accomplished so far. My you've,
0: fuck it list? You've
1: tried a lot of things.
0: I have tried many things. Um,
1: Something within the realm of possibility, I know, your mind can go to very fun places that... Are less uh, possible. Possible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I. Okay. Serial killer
1: dragons that's dead. Well, you no,
0: know. no, but serial, I, there are a lot of things that you could set up with a serial killer scene that I haven't, right? The role playing yeah. is a huge idea. I just said the it. word
1: scene, but yes.
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I, I really would love a kidnap scene. Oh. Um, that's I've fun. never done the, tr- the true, like, I don't know what's about to happen. I haven't scripted the scene. I mean, I, I've had a lot of scenes where I haven't scripted the scene, but I generally know what, you know, what. Is going to happen because I know that I see the knives well I have an idea of what that is going to look like mm-hmm. I've never done the you know sometime in the next like month kidnap me and like don't tell me what's going to happen and here are the list of things that are hard limits but everything else is on the table and I
1: but, would enjoy that but you you can't really I mean can you scream and not have your Neighbors worry about you? Well,
0: you can rent a warehouse, or you can <laughs> For a month, you're a... going to rent the warehouse. No, like, or you can, for, you don't, someone else can rent the warehouse for a day, right? right like, right. I just don't need, I, sometime in the next month, so I don't know what's to happen.
1: Okay, so, but, like, when you're abducted from your place, right. you don't scream, but then once you get there, you can let it
0: Yeah, up. yeah, because yeah. generally, I'm like, the chances of me generally being abducted are pretty low, so if somebody were abducting me... <laughs> in the next if i I said in the next month i would be a merry (laughs) mix-up right exactly and someone actually abducted me i would be very surprised (laughs) i don't know why people would want to abduct me like Uh, i have no resources classic
1: classic sitcom switcher oh
0: yeah no or at least like give me some signal that like this is the this is the abduction right like in the (laughs) beginning so i don't stab you (laughs) because i do have knives (laughs) Um, i have worried about that where it's like wait if you try to abduct me like I mean I, I do knife play, like there are knives littering my apartment. And so at any right. given moment, if you're if someone like tries to commit violence, there's a strong reaction of, you know, reaching for the nearest blade. Wow. Um but I, I would love a scene like that. Um if we could arrange it logistically. Um I also I haven't and this is difficult with me these days, but I, I really I think it's super hot when there are like two dicks and one vagina. And I haven't done it because I'm Asian and small and, like, just generally small. Um, And so this is very, very difficult, especially because the people I'm with are typically, like, reasonably Mm -hmm. well-endowed. But I would love to have that happen at some point. Um, What
1: if it could only happen with smaller sizes? That's fine. Yeah, that's that's fine, fine too.
0: Yeah. Um, But as sort of as arrangement, I've never been fisted for similar reasons. I would love to experience that. Wow. Um, Oh, these are great. Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of, I feel like the realm of sex is so broad Mm -hmm. that even if you're super experienced, there's always more. There's always more. Like in this entire lifetime, I'm never going to get through, you know, everything that I want to do. I really enjoy being led around in public on a leash. Cool. And I've done oh it. In, I've god. done it in Central you guys Park. Me on so much. Oh my god! Yeah, so I've done <laughs> it in Central Park and some of the more like secluded areas. But Go. I really want to just like do it in public. When I was a little younger, I watched this. I watched some porn, and one of it was like this man who was leading around this woman who was. I mean, I don't know where they were doing this because she was half-naked or fully naked. They're, like, in a bar or, like, things. And, like, on, on the street. There are people who are walking past them. How did you like, get arrested for public indecency? Right.
1: There, I, I have very limited knowledge of this, so I'm not an authority to speak on it. But I believe there's, like, this one town in in Europe somewhere where, like, a lot of the porn industry films all their, like, oh, because public they're super. stuff. <laughs> and it is public, but it's also, like, that's the one place they all go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so like the people who are in that area are well or just down for the pub like they're, they're just, like
0: oh just today that it's just a day that naked woman <laughs> over there like giving a blow to someone on the street sure i would love to do that i, I would really love to a, find I mean, this one town <laughs> i
1: love sex parties because i love watching and being watched so same yeah
0: people are hot
1: they are absolutely hot. are the party i go to they just change like It sounds ridiculous, but the lighting—they changed the lighting in the playrooms. That it's so much sexier now, and I can't get over—can't get over how great the lighting is. Which sounds, you know, I go to the parties for the lighting.
0: Um. I mean, the lighting's important. (laughs) It adds to it. Yeah, I will say one of the one of the party phenomenons that I, I don't know everyone experiences this, but I certainly did is that. I feel like when you're just, you know, thinking, well, like Tinder, what, I've, I've never been on Tinder, but like swiping, right? Mm. This idea of looking through these profiles or p- even just people on the street, there's a lot of people you filter out because they don't meet like whatever standards of beauty that you have or for whatever reason, like you're not thinking of them in sexual context. Right. But in a sex party, like my idea of what's sexy is super expanded because there's that energy, right? Like everyone is there with a single-minded, I mean single-minded, with a particular focus. And, um, that's incredible because what people that I, I mean, for whatever reasons, I'm just like, wouldn't be attracted to if I just met that person because, you know, I have particular like ideals of beauty. Like I am attracted to in a sex party setting because they are sexy. Like they are, you know, they're... They're confident. They're, like, they're in their bodies. They're fucking. They're, like, doing whatever. And you see all these mixes of people, and it's great.
1: I feel like you just described, like, 80% of all my success at sex parties. Is <laughs> just the fact I'm probably not people's type, but I'm very, like, forward and confident. And... I
0: don't think you're not not people's type, though. Like... Appreciate
1: it. What is... What is your type and don't feel good? I know like we're like I will oh not god feel I, guilty. I have preferences, I'm a horrible person, but No, like, I will not
0: feel guilty for having sexual
1: preferences. What is your type?
0: Um, so for men, yes. um, I think that I really like people who are taller than me and I'm again like five six, so it's like a lot of guys but um not too tall. Uh I I prefer Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Um I like the, the just creamy expansive skin. Oh. Um, so oh, and cool. I really like people who have a pretty defined bone structure and that and I don't mean their face. It's or their face whatever. But like like forearms, hips, ribs, like things of that nature. Um, so people who, so it tends to be pretty people who are pretty lean. Um, mm-hmm. And not excessively muscled because if you're excessively muscled, I can't see your bones. Um, right. So, for women, I like unusual beauty. I don't think I'm really that attracted to conventional beauty, like that that idea of the perfect. Like I like people who are proportionate, but I enjoy um, both super sharp, super super sharp angles, um, and also this like plusher. You know, I don't have big boobs, I but I really like burying my face in them, and so. <laughs> that's you know that that's something
1: that's very hot so what so yeah what's an example so you just described your type yeah but then the sex party world you say you're you go with people that maybe go against type what would be examples i of mean that? sex
0: party world i feel i really feel like anything goes like it's you know i've definitely seen people where like for guys like they're not particularly fit or you know they i mean they're certainly shorter than me or like some for whatever reason I don't find their person like if they if they spoke to me on the street like I wouldn't find them super sexy like I go for it I go for it I mean, I mean anyone at a sex party really that is like consenting and whatever like I think is sexy and I I will have preferences even in that in that like I love tattoos I love you know really distinctive looks but when people are fucking around you and you're looking at all of that eye candy like everyone's the eye candy right it's not a particular you know some scenes may be like super hot to me but everything's sexy it's great so
1: you, you would probably say you're way more open than the average person when it comes to these environments that you uh, are more open to partners of all sorts I mean the way that you're describing it yeah because I know some some good friends that will go to sex parties and they will stand there for like three hours just like mm you know
0: yeah and it you
1: you can't disentangle how much is nerves and how much is actual fitness right. but they do not dive in it sounds
0: i mean it, it's hard because for people who are sort of old hands at it you get naked real fast right like you've car like we go and we say like oh i know that the room is going to fill and so i'm going to carve out this little spot on this particular mattress or whatever and you know have this little group here but I've definitely fucked people that, like, I wouldn't if I were just talking to them, right? Um, and, but someone's introduced me and said, like, hey, this I'm like, oh, penis, like, in mouth. Um, and, <laughs> and, like, that's, I, I mean, I enjoy getting high, I Like, it's a pleasurable activity. And so I just, I am very present in that sensation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it removes a lot of the, like, normal filters and inhibitions I think I have.
1: W- referring to sex parties and how into you into it you are how many have you been to this was two more questions that's one
0: i mean over a dozen
1: over a dozen yeah so
0: incomparable to your 99th or whatever it is
1: (laughs) i think i'm at 96. yeah Yeah, okay (laughs) um so what is what has been the most arousing moment or story from a party
0: um i mean i i would call this mundane but to me it was the most arousing moment which was I was at a sex party. I was with two other women and a guy, and he was going down on me and fingering them on either side of me. Um, But I had my head tilted backwards. So I wasn't looking at any of them. And behind me were three guys who were, in a circle jerk and they were it was amazing because they were all like beautiful people and super sexy and then it was obvious that they were bi because when our scene with where my scene with like my guy and two girls kind of winded was winding down we were you know lounging we were still like in our little triangle i had again tilted my head back to just out of comfort to like look and they beckoned me over and I was like, this is so hot because they're clearly open to, and there were just more guys that seemed to be swarming onto this group, which is amazing because you don't normally see like a group of, you know, three guys and then four or five sit joining and intermingling and kind of having this like endless rotation of hot guys like sucking each other's dicks. It's mm. great. It was great.
1: Wow. Yeah, the that- that definitely hits on one of your three literati. Yes. yes, it does. You, you need to like write that down and become the new hot author. Oh, for, for literati.
0: Maybe I I like reading more than I like writing it.
1: It doesn't <laughs> so, turn me on to write it. I'm like, how do I? What is you, the best? You word? need the next party bring a stenographer. Yes. To the uh to yes. the event. Narrate the whole make, thing. To read it back to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't stop! Don't stop! <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. It has been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, we you have touched on so many crazy awesome subjects. That was a hell of a conversation. It was. It was great. Thank I you. I appreciate this. So much for joining me. Thank you for hosting. Foodies love food. Trekkies love Treks. If you're a sexy, then you nerd out on sex. Oh. Hey sexies, if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, give a five-star rating, and or follow us on Spotify. If you have constructive feedback or live in the greater New York City area and would like to be a guest on the show, please email me at sexyshow at gmail.com. That's S-E-X-I-E-S-H-O-W at gmail.com.